I'm Amy Haddon Marsh. This is Valley Voices. And uh, joining me by Zoom today are three people. Elise Thatcher, Region 3 Communications Manager for the Colorado Department of Transportation. Master Deputy Heath Mosnes of the Eagle County Sheriff's Department. And Sergeant Levy Burris with the Garfield County Sheriff's Office. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm really glad you're here. Thank you very much for taking the time to uh, be on the show today. We're going to talk about the ongoing I-70 closures through Glenwood Canyon and safety protocols and plans for alternate routes, particularly Cottonwood Pass. So first, um, maybe this is a question um, for you, Elise. I-70 through Glenwood Canyon has closed, what did you say, about five times in the past month uh, due to flash flood warnings and watches and actual, well, not watches, but flash flood warnings and actual mudslides. So Elise Thatcher, for listeners who may not know the difference, can you talk about how closures for a flash flood watch differ from those triggered by a flash flood warning? Great question. So the things to keep in mind is we start out with closures of the rest areas and recreation path first. So if there's uh, a greater than 30% chance of a flash flood watch in the forecast, this is looking over the next 24 hours. So this could be the afternoon or the evening before. Then we close the rest areas and the recreation path because if we end up having to close the canyon, then it's much, much, much faster if the recreation path and rest areas are already closed. It's much easier to evacuate people if they're not out and about walking, using the restroom and so forth. So the next progression is if we're at a flash flood watch, at that point, we also close the rest areas and the recreation path. So if they're already closed from the earlier forecast, we just continue that closure. And we don't yet close I-70 at a flash flood watch. Now, uh, at a flash flood advisory, which is that kind of middle period, we're basically doing the same thing as a flash flood watch. So usually locals and travelers aren't gonna hear much about a flash flood advisory. That middle step doesn't matter as much for making plans about when and where you wanna drive. If there's a flash flood warning issued by the National Weather Service, at that point, CDOT uh, closes I-70 and Glenwood Canyon. And this is a prox, excuse me, this is from exit 133 on the east side, that's at dot zero. And then on the west side, we implement closures at 116, which is the main Glenwood Springs exit, at the 109, which is Canyon Creek, and then at exit 87, which is West Rifle. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But first, as we're putting that closure into place, we're immediately working often with partner agencies to clear vehicles from Glenwood Canyon. So that's priority number one as we have these closures going into place, is immediately moving people out of the canyon as quickly and as safely as possible because we're anticipating there may be a debris flow if there's a flash flood warning. And so we don't want people to get caught in that. 
and we want to move them out of the canyon ASAP. So while this is taking place, we're monitoring that and we're also starting to put those closure points into place, but keeping in mind evacuation is job number one. So the closure points on the west side, as many locals know, are at 116, 109, and 87. Now we, in the very beginning this spring, weren't planning on having a closure point at 109 because uh, that, you know, we wanted people to be able to get to the Roaring Fork Valley who, who lived there. Uh, what we noticed and what Glenwood Springs was quick to point out is when you have that free flow of traffic coming east into the Roaring Fork Valley, uh, there ends up being a lot of traffic. You know, eastbound I-70 carries a lot of people, both local, um, uh, region-wide, and also folks who are just trying to get back to Denver. Uh, and Glenwood Springs discovered that there was gridlock in town pretty quickly. And that's not safe for their emergency services who need to be able to quickly get to crashes, emergencies, and other events. So they requested that we put in a closure a little bit uh, west of there so that we're preventing this kind of wall of traffic suddenly ending up in Glenwood Springs, especially folks who, you know, they don't know where they want to go from there. They don't right. know about Independence Pass or they're not sure about it, so on and so forth. So uh, the reason why I say this is that we know that um, locals are kind of adjusting to having that 109 closure point in place. And the goal has been to allow locals back into the Roaring Fork Valley who are going eastbound. And at this point, we are uh, uh, at the exit uh, 87. We're basically splitting traffic. Folks who are not local, we divert them onto Highway 13 and they go north. That's the northern alternate route. For folks who are returning to the Roaring Fork Valley, they're diverted onto um, Highway 6 and then usually back onto I-70 so that they continue east into Glenwood Springs and beyond. Okay. Uh, one thing that, oh, go ahead, Amy, I'm no, sorry. No, that's okay. I was just saying, okay, because that's, that's kind of a confusing thing that I've seen is... Uh, from people making comments, particularly on the Roaring Fork Road and Weather Facebook page, um, not knowing if locals can travel on I-70 between like Rifle and Glenwood Springs or whatever to get, uh, to get, you know, if they live in Glenwood or in the Roaring Fork Valley. So what I'm hearing is that, yes, they can, starting at Canyon Creek. Yes, and this has been part of the learning process, both for us, for partner agencies, and for locals, because as many folks know, this is unusual to have so many closures happening so often due to weather and the certainty of debris flow or mudslides. Mm -hmm. um, so we had put together this safety protocol with extensive coordination with local stakeholders and agencies this spring. But as we put it into place, what we discovered is, well, at first we had a pretty hard closure for eastbound at exit 109, because you know, we didn't want to flood Glenwood Springs. But what we quickly discovered is there's enough traffic eastbound that we were developing these really long lines on uh, eastbound I-70, you know, west of Glenwood Springs. Right. And that's just not safe. It's not safe to have five, five miles of people stacked on the highway. Uh, and again, it's more difficult for emergency services. 
So then we implemented, okay, let's, let's um, allow a certain amount of folks through. Now, as you can imagine, if you're checking IDs or figuring out who's local, that can take a lot of time. So then we went through the learning process of, okay, how quickly do we determine who's local and do we keep them on I-70? Do we keep them on US-6? So this is a learning process and we're trying, you know, we're trying to do the best possible uh, arrangement that we can. Uh, at this point, what we've kind of come to the point with is the first hour of having that closure at the 109, if you're coming back to Glenwood Springs or the Roaring Fork Valley, say you're coming back from a day in Grand Junction, during that first hour of the closure, be prepared for delays. And then once we've gotten beyond that hour, and that's in part because, as I was saying, at the very beginning of the closure, we're really focused on evacuating Glenwood Canyon. That's where we're putting a lot of crews because that is job number one, is motorist safety, period. The whole point of this protocol is to make sure travelers don't get stuck in the canyon and get hurt because of a debris flow. So with job number one taken care of, which is clearing the canyon, then we can put more people at the 109 and eight, at the 87 so that we can quickly get people moving more smoothly, excuse me, through uh, the 109 and towards Glenwood Springs. All right, that's great. Thank you for that information. You know, I'd like to include um, Master Deputy uh, Mosnes and Sergeant Burris in the conversation. So how is CDOT working with Eagle and Garfield counties on Cottonwood Pass and the road leading up to the pass, um, the roads leading up to the pass from either side, from the Garfield and, and Eagle County side? Amy, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just so that I can speak on behalf of CDOT, uh, it is a county road, as, as uh, many folks are aware. And so we are not actively involved in managing Cottonwood Pass. And I'll, I'll let um, the others speak here. Okay, thank you for that clarification. So I guess I'll get specific. Um, Deputy Mosnes, can you describe what Eagle County is doing in terms of Cottonwood Pass use and traffic management? Yeah, so actually we, they just closed the canyon, I think just right now due to a, what we're talking about. So what happens for Eagle County is we get notified from Hanging Lake or from our dispatch center that the closure is occurring on I-70. Eagle County has came up with a procedure that, uh, at least in the gypsum side, uh, will have a bunch of detour signs that are pre-established in the town of gypsum to help that traffic that gets kicked off of the interstate at the 133 or the 140 mile marker, um, trying to divert that traffic eastbound back to Walcott or beyond that. The vehicles that go over Cottonwood Pass, um, well, let me back up. Our, our road and bridge, people get notified that the closures, excuse me, taking place and they head out to help us close or monitor Cottonwood Pass. So one of our deputies from our Elgebel area will respond to Cottonwood Pass and a deputy from the gypsum side will respond to Cottonwood Pass to start that monitoring to make sure that we don't have any CMVs, commercial vehicles such as semis, things like that going over uh, Cottonwood Pass. 
great. Yeah, I didn't think about, um, you know, Eagle County and the Roaring Fork Valley for some reason. Um, so that makes sense that a deputy from Elgebel would go up. Sergeant uh, Levy Burris, how is Garfield County involved with Cottonwood Pass use and traffic management? Well, primarily, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Okay, great. Um, primarily, um, Heath Moser came up with the uh, the plan and the idea, and uh, Garfield County um, was sold on it, uh, primarily because we don't have the resources or staffing um, initially to get a deputy up into uh, Upper Cattle Creek in that area to turn any semis or anything around. Um, road and bridge is assisting just as Eagle County's road and bridge is. The irony of the situation is, is that most of Glenwood Canyon happens to be in Garfield County. So we're responding or addressing that issue because it's a higher priority issue, um, not to take away from Cattle Creek or that area or any of our citizens, but this has been the best resolution so far. It has taken um, a few months of planning and protocol for CDOT and the canyon closures and how that works and quite frankly some acclimation by our uh, local citizens and all to handle the stoppage and the closures at the 109 and and the 87 quite frankly Um, so overall the last couple of closures two days ago and again um, today because I was actually uh, westbound out of south canyon area when they decided they were going to get set up and closed down again. So we have one deputy in the upper Cattle Creek area, east end of the county. So it's real difficult if we get a call of say a mudslide, like we did have um, three of them and we had people trapped on the bike path a few weeks ago. Um, We deal with the search and rescue aspect of it and the initial response. So we're actually drawn more towards the 116 in the opening in the mouth of the canyon, if you will, rather than to um, eight or 10 miles up Cattle Creek to the county line. Um, The biggest problem is, is that with one deputy in that area, we have at least probably five access points with uh, Red Canyon, Cattle Creek, Spring Valley, um, 103 of Missouri Heights, County Road 100, and then if you get into Elgebel, um, Elgebel Road goes up and ties into Upper Cattle Creek um, in Garfield County before you go another couple miles up to hit Eagle County. So um, the plan that Heath has come up with has been, I think, the most effective for handling um, the commercial motor vehicles and keeping them out of there. One of the other things that we have been looking at trying to do is to make sure that if anybody that's on those roadblocks or closures prevents any trucks and trailers over a certain amount or length because they can create just as big of an issue. The uh, worst portion of Cottonwood Pass happens to be in Eagle County over on between the five and eight mile marker. It's quite frankly a one lane road in those areas. It's steep and it's uh, some switchbacks and all. It's not meant for, uh, you know, the volume of traffic that Google and all these apps are sending people. Uh, part of the other problem we run into with the canyon closure, and we dealt with one for about seven to eight hours last night, is people automatically look at these apps 
And we've had multiple vehicles that actually go up coffee pot from the east side and try oh. to cut down transfer. Oh, uh, no. It, yeah, it, it's crazy. And it, somebody told me you, you can't fix stupid, but you can't believe GPS all the time either. Wow. CDOT's been great working with Google Earth and a couple of the other apps to make sure that they show that that is not a viable detour route because it, it expends an enormous amount of energy and time trying to um, get these people out of there. We do get them out. We don't worry about their vehicles. That's a, a problem and a, a bill that they're footing by themselves for, quite frankly, taking a passenger car, even a crossover that may or may not be all wheel drive that has no clearance onto a Jeep trail. Because, you know, they are Jeep trails, four wheel drive trails that require high clearance and they just tear the heck out of their cars. Well, a little bit of disclosure. I live on Lower Cattle Creek Road. I live on County Road 113. And I see a whole lot of traffic go up and down that road when the canyon's close. I mean, I can tell when the canyon closes down. I don't have to pay attention to my texts anymore. But um, so, and I and I guess one of the um, one of the biggest concerns uh, that I've seen on the Roaring Fork Road and Weather Facebook page, including pictures. Um, about traffic on at the intersection of County Road 113 and 82, which, as you know, uh, is um, it's like a five-way stop there. You know, cars go up four different roads, including 110 and 113, and then the frontage road. And in those photos, cars coming off Cottonwood Pass were blocking the intersection with two lines of traffic backed up County Road 113. And so no one who was traveling on the frontage road or County Road 110 could get through. That means traffic coming off Highway 82 was backing up. How does Garfield County intend to reduce the danger at that point during these closures? Well, if they're turning off of 82, they're still on 82. And the difference is, is Cattle Creek is a county road, and we can uh, address that, whereas Highway 82 is CDOT and CSP. CSP has been one of our partners in regards to traffic enforcement, traffic control, and everything in regards to the canyon closures. But um, quite frankly, they are also understaffed and they have been going up to the roadblocks to assist with getting traffic through, like at the 109 and ensuring that uh, the 87 is also handled. So to actually have any enforcement by the sheriff's office or CSP or anything else on an intersection like that, um, it's almost impossible to get the manpower and resources there. That's what we've been addressing with CDOT and our other partners and everything from the beginning of our protocols for, um, quite frankly, getting people to and from work, getting people to and from um, hospitals and emergency situations. Uh, We dealt with a lot of the same things for a longer period of time during the Grizzly Creek fire. And uh, we were able to work real close in hand with Eagle County. But people are, quite frankly, more concerned about themselves and their convenience than anybody else's. And that's why you get those bottlenecks. And and that is a bizarre intersection because I think the south side of that frontage road really doesn't go 
much of, to anywhere. You've got to go across to a little ways if you, if you get over the Rudd building and everything, but right. up to 110 or over into the uh, um, gas place and everything else, it does create a problem. But it, it's for the most part, I, I've seen that a lot of people are considerate. But the other issue and more of a concern for me, because if they're bottlenecked there at the bottom of Cattle Creek, they're going to filter out and they've got to go slow. But the biggest issue I have seen having been up there during a closure is that about the three mile marker, you have a 15 mile an hour zone that quite frankly, you barely have room to put two cars through it, let alone any cars with um, trailers or trucks, Mm -hmm. um, full size pickups. You can't get two of them side by side without touching mirrors. The speed on that road at that time is more of an issue and more of a concern and you've got a lot of people following those apps and coming over from gypsum or going up it that aren't familiar with that county road, the corners and the curves and those attendant exactly. circumstances. Those are, you know, where we, if we were to try and have somebody up there, it would be more for the aspect of traffic um, speed control and enforcement that way. Um, we did make it known to state patrol because of some complaints and, concerned citizens that live up there of those issues. And um, there are a couple of new troopers in the area that we've asked, you know, the troopers have statewide jurisdiction also for traffic. If they could, if they're, you know, not to pull them off of 82 necessarily, because that still puts them in their um, zone of enforcement along the 82 corridor. But, you know, to run up a um, Cattle Creek over to, um, Crystal Springs Road uh, 112 and back down off of 103 and in that loop just for no other purpose of a deterrent. Um, we were up there yesterday and uh, in a marked patrol truck and you would be surprised how quickly people slow down, but we probably had 20 to 25 vehicles behind us mm-hmm. as we were going up Cattle Creek to right. the county line, checking things and uh, trying to do some proactive enforcement and and assess what was going on there, just like um, we did with Lake Christine. We were up in Upper Cattle Creek area to check and be concerned and risk assessments and everything for any spread of the fire at that point into Garfield County. So, Well, we only have a few minutes left. I told you guys that this would go fast. And um, I'm wondering if uh, a couple of things. First of all, um, I'd like to bring uh, Deputy Mosness back into the conversation. Do you have anything to add? Uh, Deputy Mosness, about um, Cottonwood Pass or the I-70 closures here in the last few minutes? Well, if the citizens that are traveling Cottonwood Pass, either from the gypsum side or the Roaring Fork side, could, you know, give us a little bit of a break and we we will get you across there safely as we can. We are trying to keep it open for local traffic because of like Sergeant Burr has said, you know, the the medical needs over on that valley and this valley and all the different things. So please uh, uh, allow yourself a little bit of time and we will get you across there safely. Thank you. And in the last uh, minute or so, Elise Thatcher with CDOT, I have a question for you. Um, (laughs) uh, Is there a plan uh, for closures and detours beyond what's in place now? I mean, do you think this could go on like this through the winter with snow and slides and rock slides and so forth? 
If there is weather in the forecast, CDOT will be deploying the safety protocol. Uh, it, we'd love to find a way to prevent weather. And um, unfortunately, uh, it's not within our power, but we know that drivers, especially locals, are really impacted by these closures. So we just ask that uh, folks um, be as patient as they can. We only close the canyon when it is absolutely necessary, which Unfortunately, due to the burn scar and the topography, those really steep walls where mitigation is just not logistically doable. Um, unfortunately, we have to close the canyon to make sure we're keeping folks safe. So we really appreciate folks kind of getting into the rhythm and, and finding ways to, um, to make, you know, to get to where they need to go during these closures. Well, I'd like to thank Elise Thatcher, who is the uh, Region 3 Communications Manager for CDOT, uh, Master Deputy Heath Mosnes of Eagle County Sheriff's Department, and Sergeant Levy Burris with the Garfield County Sheriff's Office. I really appreciate y'all taking the time to come on the show. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.